Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. All right. Thanks, Oliver, for saving us some time. More time for Julian. Everyone gets 20 minutes, but more time for discussing afterwards. Julian is here joining us. Um, I'm really looking forward for his chances, especially because Fracta, this company is not his first one. You're a serial entrepreneur. Actually, your first company was founded when you were 22. So um, I'm actually here um, not to talk about 3D printing or jewelry. Don't ask me how I got into that. Um, I'm here to talk about the mechanics of the token launch. And um, the reason why is because um, actually I've always been in touch with how to finance companies um, and how to um, have alternatives in, in financing these companies. Um, my goal here is to talk to you um, about actually how to do it from an entrepreneurial perspective. So I would like you to have an idea, what do I actually have to do step by step um, to make it work? And then you guys can decide for yourself um, if you're planning a launch, um, if, you, if you need help or if you don't need help. Um, Yes, Eric said, I've, um, I ran my own two companies before and I know how hard it is to, to raise funds um, and I think that um, entrepreneurs should have all the help they can get to, to um, start their own company or to fund their own company. What we are doing right now with Practical is uh, we are providing some of these services um, and one example of our software you can see with the Ocean Protocol launch that has just happened, uh, the whitelisting a couple of um, days ago, um, quite successfully. But I will talk, draw from these experiences um, in my talk. It's going to be um, about what, what do, uh, building blocks do we have in the token launch and what actually makes a token launch uh, successful from a really pragmatic point of view. So what is it anyway? I mean, it started as a way to fund open source uh, companies. Um, that was kind of like um, um, a funding of last resort because they couldn't get funds uh, anywhere else. It's open and transparent. It's an upfront payment for future consumption. And that's important. It's not by the protocol, but through the protocol. And I think what makes it really interesting it, it's a self-enforcing um, right it's a, on a CODIS law basis. So when I'm talking about token launch, I actually mean like the whole period before and after, whereas I see like the ICO as this small time frame where you actually um, release the tokens. So token launches are a lot of work and it really needs um, a focused team to get that stuff um, going. And I've, um, I was lucky enough to see that with the Ocean team, um, what, what, what you have to do to actually get that up and running and make it successful. 
Um, so I want to walk you through like all these different steps that they had to do. And as you can see, it's um, steps from very different um, verticals. So um, if you're a marketing expert, it's rather unlikely that you're also the tech expert, that you're also the legal expert. So you actually have to get a lot of people involved and just understanding and trying to put like everything in order takes quite a lot of skills. So obviously the blockchain design is something where I feel that the core team has to really dig, dig in there and really make that work themselves. I mean there are service providers out there but creating your basic technical setup, deciding what's the characteristics of the token, having the incentive scheme, deciding is it going to be an ERC-20 token, is it going to be a native token, writing the white paper. Of course, you guys, like, you need help with that, but you need to be the driving force. You can't have anyone else come up with this concept. So the legal and tech setup is where it gets mostly complicated for entrepreneurs because you need lawyers, you need tax advisors, you need to ask yourself um, where do I want my entity to be based in, in, in what jurisdictions um, and there are a couple of things to consider here. I mean first of all is it possible in the jurisdiction where I want um, that launch to happen? Um, are there regulatory hurdles that are just too big to tackle? Um, what taxes do I pay? Uh, what transaction fees do I have, for example, to flying into this jurisdiction, to have a professional board, etc., etc. So um, this is something where you definitely will need a lawyer to make sure that this is all set up in the right way. Um, you also um, need lawyers for your legal documents, um, the safety, the TNC, data privacy statements. Um, however, this is something we're asking fellow entrepreneurs that have already done so um, is highly advisable because you don't have to reinvent the whole setup yourself. If you just draw on something that others have been doing already, it might save you a lot of time and cost. So then there's the token launch and the economics of the token launch. Um, so first up, you have to decide um, What's my total token supply? What's my distribution? How many funding events do I have? Do I have like a pre-launch? Um, do I skip the pre-launch, go straight to the ICO? Um, do I even have like maybe a seat for very early supporters and investors? Um, do I just um, give out tokens to the community to kind of spread the, uh, spread the word? Um, you have very different styles of selling off your tokens, like a Dutch auction, Gnosis being one of the most famous ones that did that. Um, having just a fixed price or something that's coming up um, with the um, ocean launch um, rising tide mechanism, where you optimize to get as many people as possible into your token launch. That has very different pros and cons. Do you want to optimize for highest price? You want to optimize for largest community. That's something that you have to ask yourself. You need a business white paper. 
you need some kind of onboarding interface. Um, the times where you just have a smart contract are over. Some would say, unfortunately, some, some like it. Um, you need to be able to talk to your customers to get the information in. Um, and, some t yeah, and you also have to find exchanges to get your token traded once it's launched. So the most exciting part of all, regulations and whitelisting. Um, this is where entrepreneurs sometimes, um, you know, that I talk to, sometimes have a pretty impressive knowledge about that. And I'm always asking myself, hey, aren't those guys supposed to be the tech expert? And now they just spent the last uh, four months becoming legal experts and regulatory experts. And I think that this is something that you as an entrepreneur trying to launch a token shouldn't be experts in and this is something that's a one-time event you're probably very likely not going to do it second time so yeah i would i would well externalize it if you don't want to do that here's the list of what you need to take a look at um the kyc process for example and take into account i'm not a lawyer i'm not your lawyer uh you know the drill um you need to, to do a KYC process, usually not by law, but by merit of wanting to have a bank and merit of wanting to have an exchange that lists your coin or your token. So you want to be compliant with what they need for your token, um, not necessarily because um, uh, it's, it's required by law. But you need to take a look at the regulation, capital market regulation, data privacy. There are some strange regulations that come into place. For example, e-commerce regulation in your, <coughs> why should I use that? But you're, if you're selling like kind of like vouchers online, then this is e-commerce and you need to comply with that. Um, you really want to make sure that there is no terrorist financing or money laundering going on. Um, that's something that you need to take care of. Um, you need to see that uh, you know the identity and the address. Um, and you might have to run accredited or qualified investor checks. For example, if your token qualifies as a security in the US, then this might be a way to solve that. Um, if you are working with institutionals, you need to know who's the beneficial owner. And finally, you need to have people that kind of check on these. And with the very international token launch, you have um, non-Latin scripts, that um, documents that are delivered. Like we had a lot of uh, Vietnamese and Thai documents or uh, Russian, Japanese, South Korean documents. So you, you need to staff your, um, your KYC team with also people that are able to understand that. So quickly touching on the security measures, um, you need to make sure that the um, server is secure. So you might want to consider a white hacker, um, white hat hacker that attack your servers. Um, you want to communicate actively to your audience, like when is the launch gonna be? What's the URL? What tools can I use to prevent scammers from you know, trying to fool you? Um, how are you going to communicate, for example, the address if you have 
a single one? Or um, where is this address going to be communicated at? And from our experience, this is something that's much more important than like the technical security measures. Um, you want to audit your distribution mechanism. Um, you have to think about wallet security. And also very important is have your employees do uh, security training. Like, please don't click on random links that are sent to you via email. You know, like standard stuff, but it helps to just repeat that to keep everyone safe. And you want to have a crisis scenario protocol and something that's nowadays very important, a physical safety protocol. Like, you wouldn't walk around with like a million in your pocket, right? So you might consider leaving your hardware wallet at home if it has this sum on it. Well, now we're getting to marketing, and that's a whole different thing here, right? So building the community is something that's actually very important, and it's a community that's active worldwide. So um, you have to create and engage with these communities, mostly online but also offline, um, to organize meetups, um, to involve people, to get feedback, and that's very helpful. And it's it's not only helpful for your like your product itself but also helpful for the kind of responses that you get if you involve people and it's also a pretty great way to recruit and to um yeah recruit new personnel um and to also engage people into your launch so this is the most intense um part um it's refining the mission, refining the story, and then finally, in the final weeks and months before the launch, actually communicating your message spot on. So creating a PR strategy, speaking at conferences, and actually doing a global roadshow. So those were just like guiding you through um, the, the main points of, of the token launch and I hope that helped to kind of like get an idea um, what I want to do is also just pick on what I find could be pragmatic um, things, pragmatic points that I would like to hint you to um, and I want to start with um, the contributors because um, I've, I've done research in, in equity crowdfunding and, and one point that's, that struck me is that it's um, similar in, in some points, for example, who's actually investing and they are very different from the motive of why they invest. Some, some would say, hey, it's, it's a great way to get returns, so those are your financial investors. Um, you have some that would say, hey, this is what I've been waiting for. I actually want to use this product. So for them, it's more like an e-commerce store. You know, They want to buy it. They want to use it. They want to work with that. And some say, hey, it's a, it's a great open source project that I want to support. And it's up to you to cater the message, to ask yourself, who do I actually want to attract? Like, who do I want in my future community because it's not like you just raise funds and that's it. I mean, you have actually have to deliver and uh, having a community here makes it a lot easier to do so. Also keep in mind, it's a worldwide thing, so um, you might have to switch your, your message um, depending on who you talk to. 
that's also something that, that struck me. Um, as you can see, 40% of the funds are allocated in 10% of the time. And this is not an average ICO uh, um, fund allocation, but this is your average crowdfunding allocation back in the days. Like, it's uh, data taken from SeedMatch, I think, from 2011 to 2014 or so, the average. And what we see here is like research in the crowdfunding market that can be really interesting here because the, um, the mechanism is just the same. Like you see um, a lot of um, launches being sold out really fast. So what we can see from this slide is actually the launch is done or the launch is, yeah, it's decided before it has even started. So if you're not sure if your launch is going to be a success, then it might make sense to prepare a little bit more beforehand. Because it's the, it's the enthusiasm that you build up in the first, yeah, in the, in the month before, not during the campaign. That's a very important point. Um, I see, um, token launches, tokens are mostly sometimes a lot different. I mean, it depends on how you structure them. But if you have a utility token, you want to optimize for, for usage. You don't need to capture all the value yourself. And that's something that you can also communicate um, to your um, uh, community and wh why you need this community if you have a utility token. And um, Chris Bernisk has uh, done a pretty great job to um, come up with the, with the model how to evaluate that and be on this case and, and try to understand, like, try to argue the case, why is your token worth that much? This is the contribution um, or the whitelisting contribution of the 20,000 whitelistings that we saw for Ocean Protocol. So as you can see here, this is a true international phenomenon. This is not just make-believe saying, well, we are international investors, and then it comes out that proximity is still like the, the best indicator for where you invest. No, this is not also not like an 80-20 game. This is actually, we had contributors from 166 countries. And for me personally, that was uh, just very interesting and also rewarding because they have really, um, yeah, um, try to get as many people in and be as open as they can and I think that plays out well to actually get an audience, get a community that you can count on. So those are my eight insights for a successful uh, token launch. Um, I would advise you uh, begin with building a community, not all this legal stuff, try to get people enthusiastic about your product, uh, understand the different investor and be on message. Um, don't be the regulatory expert, just hire someone for that. Um, take standard modules. All the individualization will be very, very expensive. I think a standard setup mostly does the trick. Set a max ticket um, for your pre-launch because you get your community involved and I think that's a good idea. Spend actually time building your international community um, do an international roadshow, show up in Asia, show up in South uh, America, um, make sure to get people involved. Have a kick-ass Telegram team. If you don't, they're going to stomp all over you. 
um, and make sure to yeah make yeah just have a have your launch um, uh, have your community enthusiastic um, before you actually launch and then good luck <laughs> Great. So I'd like to ask Oliver, Hansen, Sebastian, Alex, and of course Julian to join on the stage. Um, you don't need the microphone for the panel because we only have one in this room.